And that's also something I really want to fucking like nail in. People, everybody in this world operates and teaches from what they know to be true for them. And as we are developing our relationship with our intuition and our own inner truth, the most important thing that we can do in these moments is to trust ourselves, is to fucking trust ourselves. We know our truth. We know our truth. And when other people's truth and other people's teachings resonate with us, that's a really beautiful thing. And also we don't have to take other people's truths and take them on as our own because they quote unquote know better. No, 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 no. And of course, I mean, I'm not saying don't like respect other people and their teachings. There's something to learn from everyone, but the internal reference point that we move through and from and that point of trust in the world and where we come back to our own sense of truth, that is the most important thing that we have. That is the most important thing that we have. And it's so important for us to not sacrifice that at the expense of accepting somebody else or valuing somebody else's truth above our own above our own. And the reality from my experience of spirituality and of like, of learning along this journey is that we are all, everyone's learning, even like me, I'm, I'm teaching and I'm learning all at once. And my own, like my only wish for you who is listening to me is that I build your confidence in learning to trust yourself. And that if what I am saying is resonating with you, I invite you to allow it to sink deeper into your heart. And if it does not resonate with you, I remind you that your truth inside of you is the most valuable thing. All right, my queens and kings, welcome back to Bad Witches Only. I'm your host, Allie Schlenner, and I'm so thankful that you're here. If you don't know me, I am an intuitive life coach and an energy healer, and my purpose on this earth is to share unconditional love and to cultivate that within myself and others. So I'm so happy that you are tuning in and that you're fucking showing up for yourself in this way and listening to a podcast. So fun. Hopefully I can be um, enlightening or something. (laughs) So anywho, um, here we are week fucking four. This is a big deal for me, you guys. Like for those of you who know me, you know that I love to just follow my intuition, follow my flow, follow my spark and my inspiration. And I'm so thankful to have that part of me because it has truly guided me and just brought me to like new depths within myself and human experiences that are fucking unbelievable. And you also know that I like to live off the fucking grid. So for me to do a podcast and for me to work online, that means I have to be on the grid, on the grid. I have to be where there is service. And um, so it's so funny because I just started traveling again and I am currently in Mexico City, day FA, um, and I'm so thankful to be here. And also, this is so um, not my usual pace. Like, I'm, I'm such a on-the-beach, um, 
like I said, completely off the grid. I lived in Latin America for like five of the past seven years in places in spaces that had no Wi-Fi, and I was just kind of doing my thing. And now I am traveling once again, and it's just looking a little bit differently. So I'm allowing myself to enter into the stage of expansion. And it's also, it's so beautiful, right? Because this is now a sustainable state of expansion where I can con- continue to to travel and to live and to work and to do all the things that I love online. And even as I say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I really doing this? And it's pretty wild because my life has changed so much, so fucking fast. And I'm still integrating those changes and absorbing what that means for me now in the present moment. Because for those of you who have been along this journey with me in one way or another, you know that In November, I packed up my car and I tried to move my ass to San Diego and basically the universe shook me up real good and real good and um, it didn't end up working out. That wasn't my place. I learned the lessons that I needed to learn and now I'm moving on to the next level of my journey on the next chapter and the next um, a layer of what my life is and my intention moving to San Diego is very different from what I now am doing. My intention moving to San Diego was, okay, now I'm going to plant seeds and find, um, somewhere to work in person and to share my, my passion for, for wellness with the world in that way and, you know, have like more consistency And now I am full digital nomading and I'm shocked just as much as you are. (laughs) Some of you listening to that are like, I'm literally not shocked at all. This was, this was inevitable. And it's so funny that I am in this stage at the moment because life is, it just makes you realize life is so fucking unpredictable. And we never, we can make all of these plans for ourselves and have all these ideas of what we're supposed to be doing and following that flow and following our intuition. And, um, and following our intuition doesn't necessarily mean it's going to lead us to rainbows and butterflies, right? And that's something that I learned. I mean, I've learned many times in my life, but I learned that lesson fucking hard in San Diego. So returning once again to following my intuition after experiencing a phase of my life where I was just, I, I, there was so much pain, um, that I, and so many emotions and so much like suffering on the human level where my heart was being broken like over and over and over again. And that heartbreak stemmed from me making decisions that were aligned with my intuition. And I know what that feeling is. And so now when I begin to feel those feelings again of following my intuition, I'm like, oh shit, I've done this before. I'm like, oh fuck, I've done this before. And it didn't work out so great last time. And trusting anyway, trusting and understanding and coming back to the state of, um, coming back to the space of I know that all that I am experiencing and all that I have experienced is for my evolution, is for the greatest good. Because when it's aligned with our intuition, it cannot be wrong. And as humans, we have this protective quality of our brain, right? That like judges things as good or bad. And 
puts labels on things in order to keep us safe. And that's what we're con, that's what our brains are constantly doing. They are assessing the world around us and deciding, is this safe or is this unsafe? And oftentimes when we are experiencing quote unquote, like difficult times or quote unquote bad experiences, our brains are like, oh no, 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 that's not okay. That's not safe. And my job in this moment is to remember that I am safe unconditionally. I am safe to experience all that I'm experiencing unconditionally. And it's so natural and so human for me to be like, oh, but that was bad. And yes, it was painful, but that does not necessarily make it bad. And I don't know in this moment what that means for me moving forward and what these lessons are bringing me towards. But I trust that it is exactly what I needed in that moment and that what I am integrating in this moment is also medicine that my soul needs, that my soul needs um, for whatever reason. And I am safe to move forward and uh, trusting my intuition, no matter how scary that is. So I just want to remind you and take this little opportunity here to that you are safe to trust your intuition as well and that it may bring you to places that you never would have expected and those places might be scary and they might be unknown and they might be painful or they might be really fucking beautiful and whatever it is that you are experiencing because of that is meant for you. It is meant for you and it cannot be wrong because it is aligned with your highest self. It is aligned with your intuition and you are safe to fully experience that and to be present with whatever the fuck comes up with those moments, whether it's the intense goods or the intense bads or whatever it may be. And that's also like why I named my podcast Bad Witches Only because like, what does that even fucking mean? Good, bad, who knows? You know, Jay Shetty um, tells this story and I'm going to butcher it. So I'm really like probably not going to tell it fully, but <laughs> basically the moral of the story is um, there. He was having a conversation with somebody and they were saying um, something happened and there was like an old wise man who was like, good, bad, who knows? And then another something happened and they were in the, the, there was a kid who was like, oh, how rotten. And the old wise man was like, good, bad, who knows? And um, basically what ended up happening, what this little boy thought was so rotten, I think he like hurt his leg. And then the draft came so he couldn't go he couldn't be drafted into the military and it ended up being like such a blessing for him. So good, bad, who knows? In the moment, we don't always know what the fuck is good. We don't always know. We don't always know. We think our no, we think, we think, we think our no, um, we think we know, but really, <laughs> welcome to podcasting with Allie. It's always an adventure. Um, we think we know, but in the moment, our brain is judging based on what our brains already know. And every single experience is a new experience, right? So it's hard for our brains to tell what is good or what is bad in the present moment because it doesn't know. It's just basing its judgments of whether the situation is good and bad based on 
what it has learned in the past. And all of this past conditioning, it is here to to keep us safe so that we're not going out of our comfort zone. And that is important to remember. It's important to remember. And, you know, I just, I just like literally 20 minutes ago, um, led a beautiful community healing session. And at the beginning, I was talking about the difference of, um, being, of operating from this internal reference point of the ego versus operating from the internal reference point of the spirit. And these learnings come from or are connected to, um, the book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. And in this book, he talks about how when we navigate from a point of ego, we, there are so many restrictions and it takes so much energy and we really limit ourselves. Like our ego is our place of limiting belief. And if you're unfamiliar with the ego, let me just take a moment to explain what that is in this context. It is our past learnings and our definition of ourself based on those. It is the subconscious programs that run the story behind um, our decisions, behind our beliefs. And um, that which is not mindful, but happens automatically, all of these thoughts that really just happen automatically without any consciousness, those programs are determining our reality. And so many of us are just not even aware of what the fuck the subconscious mind is and, or how the ego operates, but the ego operates. It is constantly judging the situations around us so that it can keep us safe. It is a survival mechanism and it takes a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy expended when we are operating from the internal reference point of the ego. And when we take a step back and allow ourselves to peel back the layers of our subconscious and to peel back the layers of the ego, we return back to this space of unconditional love. We return back to the space that is in union with our spirit. And when we are in union with our spirit, we realize that we are infinite, that we are boundless, that love is both of those things as well, infinite and boundless, that we are in connection with divinity. We realize that we are capable of anything. And what Deepak Chopra calls the state of operating from your internal reference point of your spirit is the state of pure potentiality. And just think about that for a moment, like pure potentiality, how much potential we have in the state. The potential is boundless. The potential is boundless. And in the state, we are in union with the laws of nature and we are connecting to the truest parts of ourselves. And in this state of being, it is effortless. It is effortless. He talks about the law of least effort. And when we tap into our spirit, we realize that we don't have to exert any effort. We can just be. And when we are in the present moment, we are capable of, of everything. We're capable of everything. We're capable of receiving whatever it is that we are meant to receive. And whatever it is that we ask for, whatever intention and desire that we call in, when we are in this state of pure potentiality, it is ours. There is nothing that separates us from it because we are open on all levels to receive. 
to receive that is what that what is in alignment with our truest selves. And sometimes, so for example, like going back to um, uh, like the good or the bad, and sometimes when we are receiving these things, we don't know like why this has come into our lives. So for example, when I went to San Diego and I was following my intuition, so hardcore being there, and I just knew it was meant for me. And then I had these really hard lessons and I was like, oh, this is new for me. This is different because being in this state of openness and expansion and pure potentiality and in union with my intuition, I was like, why am I receiving all of these hardships? Why am I receiving all of these like quote unquote bad experiences? And my job now and my job then was to trust myself because the first thing that you do when, um, you know, well, the first thing that I did being on this spiritual journey was being like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Did I not listen to my intuition? Was my intuition not correct in that moment? Is that why these things were brought to me? And oftentimes people teach that when you follow your intuition, it's all going to be butterflies and rainbows, baby. And when it's not, there's something off. And I that used to resonate with me a lot. And now as I restore the sense of trust within myself, I realize, no, I wasn't wrong. That was my intuition. And these lessons that I needed to receive, I trust that they came into my life exactly when they needed to. And they brought me exactly what I needed so that I could move forward into this next chapter of my journey and that they're just pointing me in the right direction. And that doesn't mean that I was doing anything wrong. That doesn't mean I wasn't in union or wasn't in connection with my intuition because I know with every cell of my being that I was, I know what it feels like to receive intuitive messages and I'm done doubting myself. So in that state of being and that acknowledgement, I allow that truth to be what leads me home moving forwards and And yeah, and to not like allow other people's belief systems to make me question what I know to be true for myself. And that's also something I really want to fucking like nail in. People, everybody in this world operates and teaches from what they know to be true for them. And as we are developing our relationship with our intuition and our own inner truth, the most important thing that we can do in these moments is to trust ourselves, is to fucking trust ourselves. We know our truth. We know our truth. And when other people's truth and other people's teachings resonate with us, that's a really beautiful thing. And also we don't have to take other people's truths and take them on as our own because they quote unquote know better. No, 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 no. And of course, I mean, 
I'm not saying don't like respect other people and their teachings. There's something to learn from everyone. But the internal reference point that we move through and from and that point of trust in the world and where we come back to our own sense of truth, that is the most important thing that we have. That is the most important thing that we have. And it's so important for us to not sacrifice that at the expense of accepting somebody else or valuing somebody else's truth above our own above our own. And the reality from my experience of spirituality and of like, of learning along this journey is that we are all, everyone's learning, even like me, I'm, I'm teaching and I'm learning all at once. And my own, like my only wish for you who is listening to me is that I build your confidence in learning to trust yourself. And that if what I am saying is resonating with you, I invite you to allow it to sink deeper into your heart. And if it does not resonate with you, I remind you that your truth inside of you is the most valuable thing. No matter what my words are, no matter what his words are, her words are, their words are, it doesn't matter if it is not in alignment with what you know to be true because you know what feels aligned with your soul and what doesn't. And that's something I am like really, really learning. And of course, there's also those moments when somebody on on the flip side of this where somebody speaks truth into you in a way where it's activating like a remembrance. And I love reading this book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, because so many times as I'm reading, I just, I get full body chills or I have like my eyes well up with tears. And this is what happens often when I read spiritual texts and, or connect with other teachers or um, listen to teachings. But in those moments, I know, okay, this brings truth to new depths for me because it's experiential. I am experiencing this truth on the whole body level and my intuition is telling me you've known this before or you've learned this before and now you're coming back into a sense of remembrance. You are remembering this wisdom and it lives within you. This is a part of your truth and that to me is a really beautiful experience and also like on the subject of truth, multiple truths can exist at once, right? Like I have my own human experience and I inevitably, there will be a filter or a lens in which I experience the world based on who I am, based on my conditioning, based on my perspective. And that lens, as I share, will always have these like, will always be through through my lens. And so yours will always be through yours. And so we can have the quote unquote same human experience, but it, but our truths surrounding that experience can be very different. And yeah, I invite you to to remember that and to value your truth and to come back into union with this sacred space that exists within you that is your intuition, which will always guide you back to truth, which will always guide you exactly where you need to be. And I know it's so hard and it's so sometimes to trust your intuition, especially to trust it again. And it's so uncomfortable and our egos will do everything in their power to protect us from, from that, from that state of the unknown. 
and, and, you know, like moving through different phases and chapters of our life, whether it's through an experience of deep expansion. So I, at the moment am feeling more resistance now than I think I ever have in my entire life and resistance in terms of like, I don't know where my soul, my body, my ego is terrified of my soul is not. Um, my body and my ego are terrified of where my soul is taking me. And more than I have ever felt in my entire life, I feel resistance. Like I am uncomfortable, almost crawling out of my skin at all times, um, recently because I know that there's this state of expansion that is calling me and all I have to do is surrender to that state of expansion. And also like my, my ego is doing everything it can to keep me safe. And that includes self-sabotage. Like it just wants to protect me and I'm acknowledging that and so what I feel in my body is contraction, right? We have expansion and we have contraction. And often after seasons of expansion, we feel contraction. And often right before seasons of expansion, we feel contraction where it's just like, it's the last resort. This is the last layer of defenses where our ego is like, fuck, no, you are not going there. This is absolutely terrifying. And Right now, I am feeling that so strongly, and I know that whatever is coming next for me is is pretty it's pretty big, it's pretty scary, and it's change, and change is really scary. The unknown is really scary to our minds. Our brains are doing their job and keeping us safe, and also, it's so important to acknowledge like I am safe to expand. I am safe to move in this direction. I am safe to allow. And that has been such a fucking theme of my life is just to allow myself the ability to, to be as I am, to allow myself the ability to receive whatever it is that's coming to me, to allow myself to operate from my highest self and not have all of these protective, and just to allow the protective mechanisms to drift away, to float away. And it's not always easy to do that. It's not always easy to do that. And I just want to remind you that you are safe to allow yourself to thrive. You are safe to allow yourself to expand. You are safe to allow yourself to open your heart and to navigate from a space of love and to navigate from a space of trust and to just surrender. And Deepak Chopra talks about this as well in terms of just surrendering the law of least effort. Surrender, baby. You're safe. Allow acceptance a lot and like accepting where we are in the present moment and not judging where we are or thinking that we need to be somewhere different but just cultivating that state of deep acceptance which allows us to relax which allows us to drop our shoulders which allows us to find more love and drop our defenses against everything and ourselves in the world so yeah, I wonder if that's resonating with you. Um, these words, uh, 
I know it's not easy always to come back to that state of intuition and intuitive flow. Um, and it's not always easy to stop self-sabotaging. It's really not always easy to do that. And we deserve to thrive. And when are we going to allow ourselves to do that? When are we going to allow ourselves to fully thrive? And if you're on this journey with me, let's fucking do it. Like, are you down? <laughs> are you fucking down? Do you want to thrive? Because I really do. And I really, I say this often, but I don't want to go alone. I don't want to, I want people to come with me along this journey because it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to live a life that you love so much. It's so beautiful to trust yourself. It's so beautiful to feel love in this way that is just so pure. That is just so pure. And that's all that we are at the core of our being. All that we are is love. And the world can harden us. It can harden us. It really, really can. And I, I want to remind you that you are safe to have an open heart no matter how many times you have been hardened by the world, no matter how many times the world has taught you that you have to put up these protective mechanisms, you are safe to keep your heart open. You are safe to feel all that it is that moves within you. And no matter for no matter how long it is that you may have put these feelings in a box or pushed them away um or like yeah push them away in different ways we can do that through so many fucking ways but alcohol drugs being busy emotional eating um yeah just not being not creating a sacred space of stillness within us and giving our souls the opportunities to speak, giving our hearts the opportunity to speak. And that's a vow that I made to myself at my yoga teacher training back in 2018 was I vowed to, or 2019, um, or 2018, years, um, I vowed to always give myself the space that my heart needed to speak to me. And it's not always easy to do. And honestly, I've been so fucking busy, um, getting ready to travel and like dealing with logistical shit after the San Diego fucking endeavors. And with that, I haven't given myself the space to feel my feelings. I hadn't allowed these feelings to arise within me. And my life changed so much overnight, overnight. And we deserve the the grace and the space to process these changes that we experience because we need that in order to fully move on to the next chapter and to be present in the now moment. We need to process and accept and let go and mourn and truly be with ourselves as we evolve and as we expand or else we're constantly going to have these little pockets of emotions that live within us that are unresolved. And that manifests in different ways. And um, it can be through our body, through the channel of our body and come out in different illnesses. Um, speaking of illness, I, I currently have Montezuma's revenge happening. <laughs> 
not ideal really not ideal actually i'm gonna go on like a short little side note about montezuma's revenge and we'll see if i remember what the fuck i was talking about after this but um also i just want to acknowledge i'm in mexico city it's storming i live in an apartment complex with like a million dogs so if you hear the thunder and lightning or um the dogs barking also these are like giant dogs they're not just small casual dogs they're i love big dogs so my heart is so happy but they're like little baby horses and i saw one of them leave the apartment complex and i was like no fucking way this dog was straight up like up to my up to my tatties it was so tall and so big i was like oh my god i love you so much so anywho uh montezuma's revenge story real fucking quick so Last night, I needed to eat. I hadn't eaten all day because I had been sick. Montezuma's Revenge, if you're unfamiliar, it's um like death in your stomach area uh, while in Mexico. <laughs> Not just in Mexico, but um, in in foreign countries. It's from like contamination of food or water. And it just tends to happen to me every time I come to Mexico, like in the first week. So hey, it's all good. It's a part of the process. It's all a part of the process. But um, so last night I needed to eat something. I was like literally losing my mind. I was starving and I was like terrified to eat also. Um, So I went to a little uh, health food store and I got some kombucha. I was like, yay, kombucha. And then I needed to eat real food. So I went right down the street and um there was a little sushi restaurant but listen i wasn't going to have sushi <laughs> i was not planning on having sushi it's not ideal for montezuma's revenge i was planning on having white rice and vegetables that's like all i wanted all i wanted was rice and so i walk in and um people are like all of a sudden there are 12 people that are waiting on me and i was like what the hell is happening and they're all trying to take me to a seat and i was like okay great and one person had my my sweater one person had my bag i was like all right this is the best service i've ever had in my life i'm also a little overwhelmed and i feel like i'm gonna shit myself any second so they brought me to the sushi table so the the sushi man was waiting on me and <laughs> and at the same time I had a solid like no joke at least three waiters around me at all times and but I was like oh fuck I'm sitting at the sushi table I can't not order sushi and I was like I'm gonna die here <laughs> I'm gonna die here I don't know what to do so anywho and also the sushi man who was waiting on me was wearing we're all speaking in Spanish and um, he's wearing a mask and he talks really, really fast and he's talking over the sushi counter. So I already can't hear them. There's music playing. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And he's like explaining the menu to me in sushi terms. I do not speak sushi Spanish. I speak Spanish, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about when it comes to when it comes to sushi Spanish. So he's telling me all the ingredients and I'm like, I literally couldn't tell you anything. And um, the guy asked me if I had any dietary restrictions and I lied and I said no, which I do sometimes <laughs> but like I do I don't eat meat I eat fish um I don't eat meat and I don't eat gluten so I was just kind of hoping that this guy was like not gonna give me something with meat or gluten and I was just praying I was like god please help <laughs> please help because we are too far in right now and so anywho the sushi man was like let me just make you something and I was like and he explained to me what he was going to make. And I was like, mm, yeah, literally no idea. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds great. 
<laughs> why why do i do this and so any and i was just like i'm just gonna eat it whatever he gives me and so i ended up eating sushi and i was like i can't do this i can't do this so then i'm like running home <laughs> afterwards but I didn't want to be rude I had to like stay with him a little bit and um anywho that was the first time I went out to a restaurant having Montezuma's revenge for the first for the past three days but anywho um (laughs) thank you for listening to that story but it was just really funny like it was one of those moments where I was just like what the fuck am I doing why can't I just be a normal person and not lie to people sometimes I mean sometimes like about stupid things I'll lie like why or I'll just agree um accidentally and then I'll be too far in to 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 correct it like it's an accidental (laughs) slip up where I have agreed and then I can't correct it because we're in too deep so Another time that I did that, okay, speaking of being in Mexico, another time that I did that was, this is the funniest story. My family still makes fun of me for this <laughs> to this day. And this happened in fucking like 2016. So my ex-boyfriend who who is from Mexico, um, I met him while I was here. He, oh my God, um, he, so I was, I had a gluten intolerance back then as well. So I was not vegetarian at that time. I just was gluten-free. And so we were eating, we were eating, we were like out to eat or something. Um, and actually, no, we were at a friend's house and the mom was cooking for us. And he was like, don't worry. I took care of, we just started dating. We just started dating. We weren't even official yet. And, um, he was like, don't worry. I took care of you. I let her know that you're vegetarian and i was like oh my god no the other girl who that who is with us is vegetarian i'm gluten-free but now i'm eating vegetarian (laughs) so this was at the very beginning of our relationship like probably a few weeks in a few weeks in and then i became a vegetarian for the duration of our relationship because i just didn't have the balls to tell him (laughs) that I was actually gluten-free and not vegetarian. But of course, I I, like didn't ever eat gluten anyway. But also we're in Mexico, so it's very helpful. Everything's corn. But holy shit. Like, And then he came back to Massachusetts with me and lived with me and my family. And I told my family that they had to play along that I – and pretend that I was a vegetarian. So (laughs) – so anywho, if you think you're fucked up (laughs) – just kidding, just kidding. But um, yeah, so anywho, I was a vegetarian for six months of my life when I actually wasn't a vegetarian, and that was an experience. Um, and I remember, like, right before he arrived from the airport, I was like, Dad, make me a fucking hamburger right now. So I had, <laughs> I ate, like, so much meat right before he arrived because I was just, like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that I was the way I was. So Anywho, I usually don't do that anymore. Definitely not to things like being a fucking vegetarian in a relationship for a guy because I don't want to offend him because he thought he knew what I was when he didn't and he confused me with the other girl. Like, excuse me, sir. Fuck off. But um, I don't do that anymore. But the sushi situation last night was just like, I, I couldn't. So... Anywho, um, speaking of that, hold on, let me take a sip of water. I'm like sweating over here, telling you my, my, my deepest, darkest secrets. Actually, I just kind of want to tell you another story. 
real quick because it's really funny. And if anybody here is from my hometown, they might know the story that I'm talking about, but I just need to share with you guys because it's too good to not share. So... So the same boyfriend, he came back to Massachusetts with me. And this was a point where I was like partying a lot in my life and a stage, a chapter. And so we went out to a bar. And for those of you who don't know, I I don't drink anymore. Um, I am sober curious and that is my lifestyle. And I love that. And so I went to, this was in 2016, went out to a bar with my ex from Mexico saw, ran into my ex-boyfriend from um, before that, from like the hometown area. And oh my God. So, and I had my car keys. I was designated driving. I wasn't drinking. Um, And I was so anxious. I was so fucking anxious because I had one, like my current boyfriend at the time over one shoulder. My ex-boyfriend was like right next to us fucking talking to us. And I was just like, oh my God. And like my ex-boyfriend, I thought I was going to marry this guy. Like he's a wonderful guy. Was say can say only good things about this person. And um, wonderful, wonderful human. And he was just like right next to us and kind of like um, being funny, annoying <laughs> on top of us. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. So I'm fitting, fit fidgeting with my pepper spray and this is at the bar it's about 2 a.m doors are just about to close i mean their lights are just about to go off and um i sprayed myself in the fucking face (laughs) with pepper spray i sprayed myself in the fucking face with pepper spray because i was just anxious and i was fiddling and with my pepper spray and my boyfriend at the time he was like yelling and making fun of me he was just being a dickhole and then my ex-boyfriend was like no don't say that she did this just say that it went off in somebody's purse so he he had my back thank you um and so the entire bar had to be evacuated then there was this huge rumor that pepper spray went off on somebody's purse in somebody's purse and it got me when in reality i sprayed myself in the fucking face with pepper spray and so the entire bar was evacuated and I am sitting on like the curb with the bouncer, my boyfriend at the time and my ex-boyfriend. The bouncer is pouring fucking milk in my, <laughs> with a pitcher in my eyes. My ex-boyfriend is like holding my hair and my current boyfriend is like rubbing my back and I literally wanted to die. I have no, like... <laughs> That's dramatic. I didn't want to die. I shouldn't joke about that. I was just crawling out of my skin. It was a very uncomfortable moment for me. And um, and people to this day still think that about, you know, all my home people that I used to party with, they think that I that I got sprayed by pepper spray that went off in somebody's purse. So airing my dirty laundry, I did this to myself. It was an accident. I am that awkward. I am that awkward. Um, And yeah, you needed to know. It was non-negotiable. So (laughs) this isn't what this podcast is about, telling you all my fun secrets. Um, So yeah, so that happened. That was a funny time. And then I had to wait it out because I was designated driving. So I had to drive, but I couldn't see because I had just pepper sprayed myself in the fucking face. Um, And then I remember I told my family that story at Thanksgiving the next year. And it was just so good. So, so good. Um, Also, my goodness, speaking of that ex-boyfriend from Mexico. The last time I was in Mexico City, I was with 
I was with him. And so being back here, it's like bringing up all of these, all of these fucking things. And, um, this is actually a great segue because I wanted to share this with you anyway. Um, that relationship was unhealthy. Number one, that was an emotionally abusive relationship and being back here and like strolling through the neighborhoods and seeing the coffee shops and the restaurants that we went to while we were here. I just can't help but think about like, remember the times where he would say certain things to me and the way that he made me feel. And, um, just like, so it's heartbreaking to reflect on and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe I stayed with this person for that long. Or like I did stupid shit, like lied about being a vegetarian to this person to protect him for what? Like to protect his fragile fucking ego. And you know what? I want to remind each and every one of you that if you've ever been in a relationship that wasn't serving to you and you stayed or whenever you have shown up as your, as not as your best self to find a little bit more compassion for yourself because you deserve that. You fucking deserve that. And it's so natural and so easy for us to just kind of sweep these experiences under the rug and like never think about them or never reflect on them or never talk about them again. Like almost as if like, did that happen? And you know what? It did happen and it's made us who we are because of it. And we've learned from those experiences, but we need to allow ourselves to to feel what it felt like to feel so unworthy and to treat ourselves as such. And, and now looking back on that, I can't help but feel compassion and like so much fucking love for that version of myself. And I hope that you can allow in deeper compassion and love for that version of yourself too, because at no point in our entire lives, were we unworthy at no point in our entire lives did we deserve to be treated poorly or as if we are unworthy and inevitably in the human experience people aren't going to see us in our worth and it has nothing to do with us it has nothing to do with us and the only thing that we have to do now is remember is remember who the fuck we are and remember the way that we want to be treated and that treatment starts with ourselves. So how can we show up better for ourselves and allow that like non-negotiable sense of self-love and sense of self-worth radiate outwards into our relationships? Because we fucking deserve that. We deserve that. And I want to remind you of that. Um, so thank you for being present uh, for like all of these crazy, strange stories of all of these times in my life. And the other thing that I want to mention is that sometimes we have to make certain mistakes to remember our worth. And whether it's we make the same mistake once or twice or over and over again, um, and maybe it's not necessarily a mistake. Maybe it's just a learning experience. And Sometimes we have to make certain decisions that sacrifice our self-worth so that we can remember what it feels like to love ourselves again, to recultivate that sense of self-love, to recultivate that sense of self-worth. So wherever you are along this journey, remember that you are safe to, to love yourself. You are safe to feel worthy, to feel open and you are safe to receive the love that you truly fucking deserve 
And any time that you've compromised that within yourself, allow yourself to shake it the fuck off and not like it doesn't have to live within you the sense of self judgment, the sense of judgment for that decision that you made at that time. And that's what self-love is. And that's what presence is, is cultivating unconditional acceptance for yourself. And you are the person who does that first. And then that radiates outwards externally to you when you make that decision for you that it's non-negotiable to be treated with love. It's non-negotiable to be treated with love. And um, I invite you to remember that. And let's see. Yeah. You know what? I think that's all I have to share today. We did a lot of storytelling, but you know what? I want to pull an angel card um, real quick for this episode. Like, what was this episode, you guys? What did we talk about today? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to listen back to this and be like, okay, Allie, girl, you are just one of a kind. Honestly, I am. We all are. Aren't we all one of a kind? It's very, very special. It's very special. We're special. We're special because we are in union with the divine love and ooh, we have angel cards that are jumping out at us, you guys, which we love. Um, angel cards are just my favorite. I love pulling cards. I love them. I love them. I love them. And all right, here is the message that we have today. This is in connection to our ear chakras. By the way, it's pronounced chakra, not chakra from what I've learned. Um, and it just, it, yeah, it felt like truth to me, um, based on, yeah, just what I've, what, I, what I've learned. And, um, anywho, chakra, <laughs> people are always mock me because the way I say it, I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, it's chakra, not chakra. All right. Chakra. So ear chakras, notice messages that appear as sounds, music, and words from both external sources and within your mind. These messages are real answers to your prayers. And let me just tap in intuitively at the moment. What I am feeling is there is a message that has been a little like repetitive in your life. So whatever it is that you have been hearing, and it to me, it feels like from a space of your inner voice, whatever it is that you've been hearing um, repetitively to honor that in a new way, to allow it to take form in a new way and to allow it to land within your heart and know that you are safe to decide to value this information, to value this intuition. And I feel like, you know, I actually haven't talked about this before with the way we receive intuitive messages, um, is different for all of us. We have a clear audience, clairvoyance, clairsentience, and, um, claircognizance. So clairaudience is hearing messages and clairvoyance is seeing messages through our third eye and claircognizance is a knowingness within us and clairsentience is a feeling within the body. So whichever way that you receive intuitive messages to allow them to be felt fully, to not push them away before they are done reaching your heart and to not rush them. And to feel into what that feels like in your body, in your mind, in your soul. And to just bring extra presence and extra awareness and extra gentleness for these messages and extra love and gratitude and appreciation and know and trust that the more that you value the information that you receive, the more you will continue to receive and you will open your channels of receptivity. So 
honoring that within you, like truly fucking honoring that within within you. And, and you deserve that. You deserve to be in union with your highest self. You deserve to be in communion and communication in um, this space of co-creation and you that that I promise will bring so much fulfillment and enjoy into your life in ways that you didn't even know existed and all it really requires is presence and trust presence and trust so I'll leave you with that. And I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bad Witches Only. I don't know if there's something that's breaking up in somebody who's listening, but it's, it's funny. I, sometimes I, um, sometimes I burp when <laughs> like intuitive shit is being released through me. Like when I am the channel for that. I don't mean intuitive shit. Like when there's some sort of release that's happening and I feel it intuitively in my body, um, sometimes I I burp and it's so funny. Real quick, at my breathwork training, um, Milana Snow, my teacher, she was like, she said that she was getting a massage and that sometimes people release through burping. And she was like, what the fuck? Why is this massage therapist burping? It's really, really not relaxing. And I just kept thinking, oh my God, that's what happens to me in Reiki sessions. That's what happens um, sometimes, like often when I speak and I know that there's something that's like changing on the receptive level, it moves through my body physically in the form of a burp. And you'll notice that sometimes in this podcast, I burp as well i try to like turn my head away from the microphone but i am burping as a release and it's like yeah really not relaxing so (laughs) so sorry to everyone who i've ever given a reiki session to um especially in person if i've like burped a lot (laughs) but anywho i was just feeling that that release sensation and um also i accept and love all parts of me and I like, I don't mind that it releases in that way because at least it's fucking releasing. At least it's not staying stored in my body. At least it's being expelled and extracted from me in that way. So bless up. I'm thankful. Um, all right. I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to probably the weirdest episode of Bad Witches Only, um, that you will ever hear that you will ever hear. <laughs> just kidding. It's probably going to get weirder and weirder every week as I get more comfy cozy just fucking shooting the show with you guys. So I love you. Have a good motherfucking day. You are a bad witch only. <laughs> just kidding. Um, unless you want to be, then you are. But I love you so much. And if you haven't heard that today, I invite you to really like breathe that into the heart space inhale nice and exhale release (sighs) if you feel like burping it's just it's so good it's so so good all right i love you guys have a beautiful day to all my witches and bitches hello my loves i'm back again oh my goodness i almost forgot to tell you that soon i will be having a reiki one and two certification course that i will be releasing to the public so as of today i have a wait list open and i'm so fucking excited to share this practice share this magic with the world in this way it's going to be a little bit different a little unconventional which is very fitting um for me and it's going to be a six week long course not just like a weekend immersion but a six-week course where we meet 
virtually and there will be video modules and different practices and meditations and so that you can really like live the teachings and it feels very resonant to me to honor the energy of reiki in this way which is why i'm choosing to do it um in this form so i'm so excited to share that with you all and there will also be a scholarship opportunity where i will have a couple of scholarships available for individuals and healers who have been excluded from the wellness community because to be honest the wellness community doesn't do the best job of being inclusive and open to all souls so in particular but not limited to this will include um this includes the BIPOC community, the LGBTQ plus community, and individuals who are experiencing financial hardship. And my intention for this is really to just pass the fucking mic so that I can share the tools and the knowledge and the training that I have in my belt to give to somebody else so that they can then take the mic and harness these these teachings as the spiritual teachers that they're meant to be um, and to allow them to fully embody that and have the opportunity that has really been kind of taken from a lot of people that never deserve that. So anywho, um, I'm sending you all so much love. And if you are feeling called to participate in any way, shape or form, sign up for the wait list and we'll do the damn thing. Okay. All right. I love you and um, you are a beautiful soul and I'm so thankful that you are here and I'm sending you so much love. Have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you for tuning in to Bad Witches Only. Once again, this is Ali Schlenner, your host, and I fucking love you. 